Meites. Seus Meites. Welcome to Project Gold. By now you should have noticed two things. Number one is obviously that you're hearing my voice right now. And what that usually means is that there's an announcement to be made. Number two is that there's a new beat. And what that means around here is that there's a new type of episode that we'll bring into you. Today's episode is the girls panel. Project Noah is built on the need to project and understand different perspectives. And as part of that, we understand that if black men and black women are ever going to join together and get anywhere, we need to be able to understand each other's point of view. That is the main reason for this girls panel. Sometimes, in order to understand things, you need to step back and listen to the experiences and stories of other people. Today, the Project Noir crew has taken a step back and allowed a selection of women to tell their stories and experiences on the topic of insecurities and anxiety. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is a hefty topic since it's something that I feel like (laughs) many, I think that I've not even just women, but many women do go through and first question we're going to ask is where do your insecurities come from because you know they all stem from something and they all start somewhere i know for some people it can be due to things they experience in their childhood things that they may experience in present day when they're online offline who wants to start um did i overtake anyone i don't think i did um i would say comparison can play a big part in insecurities because I feel like it's easy to say don't compare yourself to anyone else but I feel like we all do it like do you know what I mean or I speak for myself like I feel like I probably subconsciously do it like I feel like a lot of people do and I think especially in this age of it sounds so stereotypical like so cliche but especially in this age of social media like I feel like we can be constantly comparing ourselves to other people um so I say in my case that's where a lot of my insecurities would have come from because I didn't really have them before I got social like I didn't really have them when I was in year seven in year eight they kind of would have come more recently so yeah mine's um, different, yeah, different because I got my first set of insecurities in year seven because it was like it was so stupid though because like I must have been just mind my business because up until then, like I didn't care what I looked like or like anything that was on me. But one boy pointed out that I had like sideburns because I'm quite like I have a lot. Oh. Of and then that's when I started like looking at myself more and picking out things. Yeah. That yeah, that is so true. Sometimes you won't even be insecure about something, but then someone identifies it and now all of a sudden it's an insecurity. But to be fair, that's the beauty industry in a nutshell. They'll tell you this is something bad, something that you didn't care care about beforehand. They'll tell you it's bad and then they'll give you a product and say this is how you fix it and they make their money. Um yeah. Anyone yeah, else? True. Anyone else? You know what, guys? I'm finding it... This question's always been very difficult for me because I've never really felt like I've... I've okay, there's obviously things that I don't may not like about myself or I'm just like, oh, one day I might look in the mirror and I'm like, today I'm not feeling myself um, because of this or that. 
but personally uh i i i've always had the mindset of like like i am not perfect like i have flaws as do a lot of people in this world um obviously there is a pressure to look a certain way in society unfortunately and uh i don't fit that mold but i've always been okay with that and even more more than okay with that and i think i've uh over time i've always felt like yo like i am amazing no matter what i am beautiful um but obviously there's days where i don't feel like that but most of the time um i make sure i, I speak those good things to myself cuz i i want to ensure that i'm being kind to myself uh i but then i question how have I got got into that stage because I know there's a lot of women that battle those things constantly and I have those battles but not as consistently I always wonder why and I think it's just I think from early on I was just very uh comfortable with the fact that I am me and I feel like a lot of us women it takes time for that to 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 get to that stage and that's totally understandable but yeah Uh, yeah that's the best way i can answer that question yeah mm, that's a good okay. mindset to have yeah i agree i think it's definitely about like just trying to be like once you're content with yourself like insecurities are kind of at the back of your head especially like growing up like my mum made sure that i was very like positive about myself and my appearance so it kind of like like um she said molded me into the person i am today so like when you become obviously no one's fully content with themselves but when you become content and like you know you as a person other outside opinions kind of don't affect like what you got going on in your self love I guess I feel like yeah that's true I feel like it's a mixture of things and I feel like this is a topic that is obviously yeah there are general ideas you can identify but I feel like this is a topic that is more in every it's going to be different for each individual person so for example i know some people like for example for some people it can do to childhood traumas or childhood experiences where um maybe they were constantly bullied for some people it could be you know um the growth of social media and so the algorithm nowadays pushes perfection to your face it's always everyone looks clean and on top of that what makes it worse is everyone's photoshopping so you're just seeing um what you're seeing is not even real but at the same time that's not most people when they're looking at a, a nice photo of someone their thought process isn't oh i don't need to worry because for all you know the person who took the photo could have spent hours doing their makeup hours on lighting and hours photoshopping but that's not the first thought that pops up we're just seeing another pretty girl or another handsome guy and we're like wow this person is really attractive i can't compare the average person isn't actually comprehending the situation isn't like just taking a moment to pause and be like yes they are attractive but that doesn't take away from my beauty it took me a long time to get to this point but it does take a while to train yourself to be like you know what that is an attractive person but i'm also an attractive person their good looks doesn't take away from mine mine doesn't take away from theirs um it's not easy especially with the fact that on top of that you have to do with deal with conventional beauty standards so even if you do deem yourself as pretty you have to also deal with the fact that um society says 
yeah that's not cute and that's not what we're taking in like we're living in a world where it's eurocentric eurocentric beauty is the standard of beauty and with us like as non-white women black women it's like it's it's already like okay we're insecure about these things and then on top of that we're already like there's kind of already a cap for us because it's like we don't even fit a certain um we don't tick certain boxes already then you have to deal with other stuff and it's just it's overwhelming sometimes word 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 that's very true definitely like I just feel like it's the be- like beauty standards um like you said the second you feel as though you don't fit into the conventional beauty standard like that can play a huge part and I just think yeah it's all about accepting that beauty there is not one like form of beauty like I thought isn't there like this stupid um thing like the the most beautiful woman in the world like I'm sure there's some kind of like thing where people yeah. like someone's very like what like it doesn't make sense because beauty, beauty, isn't like, beauty yeah all of this stuff yeah. like how can you vote for someone who's most beautiful because there is not one certain like like standard of beauty oh, it just doesn't make sense so I feel like things like that really I was about to say a lot of insecurities do stem from the fact that we are going by Western standards, because like you were saying, like there's this whole, like um, the one beautiful face. Well, that's only because of what the West says. And what makes it even worse is the West dominates the media. And so because the West dominates the media, it's what everyone else assumes. Because if you actually go to other parts of the world, their perception of beauty is very different. Actually. I know for a fact, East Asia, what the West thinks is a beautiful face, East Asia would disagree with you, but because the West dominates in the media, we end up, we end up taking in what they say and what they deem as beautiful. And there was another point I was going to make. Oh yeah. I was going to, um, say that that's why I don't believe in the statement that I is in the beauty of the beholder because a lot of the time we don't even realize it but subconsciously some of the things we deem as attractive is not because of oh we just feel like it or like that's just what we think is attractive it's because of what we've been fed we've been told this is nice this is beautiful this is attractive and that's why I don't really like the whole concept of preferences when it comes to dating but that's another topic but uh, a lot of the time what we do see as beautiful it's not even necessarily always something that's just natural it is things that we've been fed part of it it's true oh sorry I don't want to interrupt I was gonna say I completely agree with you and I was gonna say back to social media I definitely feel like my insecurity stemmed from like me attaching so much of my worth to likes and comments and validation from others because I think when you do that it can be really really harmful and I was thinking about it the other day I was thinking about how like so many of us don't realize like how much we attach to likes and how much we attach to comments and how much you know for example you can like achieve something and be really proud of it but then you go and post about it and it gets only 30 likes and you're discouraged but it doesn't take away from your achievement it's still a good achievement but it's like because you've told ourselves that likes mean so much we think it's not as good so I feel like my insecurity stems from that so I'm trying to kind of distance myself from that but yeah that's it that is really true sorry I think I overtook someone but yeah that's really true validation like kind of seeking validation from others can play a big part yeah um does anyone else's insecurities aside I feel like we've been talking about social media and beauty standards a lot but what about like stuff like our educational achievement and um like our intelligence and like how much value that has on society like does anyone feel like 
sometimes they feel like they're not good enough and they have to be at a certain level just because of like who we are as black women all the time um, yeah. like even if like my parents are telling me as long as you've worked hard and you know you've worked hard if you still don't get what you want in the end like they'll still be proud of me but somewhere in the back of my head I'm always thinking are you really saying that like comfort me in the moment yeah so you know what for me I feel like it's also through the fact that I'm from an African background and so the stand like the standard is kind of getting good crazy so especially coming from a family where like not a lot of people have gone to university and whatnot there is that pressure so sometimes I feel like um I'm not enough because I'm not achieving as much as I feel like would make the family proud and which is bad because you should be doing school for you and stuff but there is that level of insecurity especially when like they start comparing you to relatives and now it's like okay I already don't feel great about um, how I'm doing um, in my academics and now I'm being compared to this cousin who got great grades and it's like but you're not taking into account our personal situations etc so there's definitely that sense of insecurity as well especially coming from like a traditional African background where they want you to be like a lawyer um, or a um, a doctor those type of things especially with me because I'm more of a creative person so then I'm more in- I'm also insecure with the fact that you know I'm from a family of people who are great academics but I have different talents that are not really what they deem as um, useful yeah that's true and kind of linking into that um, kind of like I feel like this kind of links back to social media as well but kind of like productivity and excellence and kind of this push especially at um our age you know we're still young at the end of the day and that's not to say we shouldn't have high expectations but I feel like um you're kind of having people hammered hammering into you like if you're not grinding 24 7 if you don't have a side hustle like deep it going to university for example or just doing a levels I think some of us here are doing or doing an apprenticeship in itself is a huge achievement like and you should be so proud of yourself but now it's been made to seem as though if you're not also doing a side hustle or if you're not doing three things at once, you're kind of failing or you're not doing as well as other people. Um, and I feel like that can kind of cause people to feel insecure and feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Like I need to do more. I need to be more productive. And I feel like that can really cause a lot of insecurity among certain people at our age, especially. I completely agree with Corinne. Um, I've always hated this whole thing about like you've got to grind you've got to do this this and that to like like show it's like almost like that will match up and show what you're really worth and um uh when I start I I have a business so when I started that a couple years ago that was something that I kept seeing when I was like when I was like 15 that was something that a lot of people were posting yeah I'm grinding this this that and it's like there was so much pressure to just keep going keep going but um as I got older I started to realize how much uh of an importance it is to step back sometimes and just stop yourself and just say yo 
this ain't going to stop you from your growth. It's not going to stop you from being who you truly want to be. Um, it will add to that, you know what I mean? And I think that pressure can really mess with your mind and make you feel like if I'm if I'm not going hard 24-7, I am not as good as the next person to me. Um, yeah, and that's really sad. And I think I wrote a blog post last year during the first lockdown and there was a lot of pressure to be doing a madness during lockdown, like be productive, do this, do that, like... And um, I really hated that because I stopped. I said, yo, I am done. People are out here losing people. Like, this is not a good time. Like, people are losing jobs. Like, it's not a good time. Like, this whole thing about you should be doing this and that. Like, the, the focus shouldn't be there. It should be on taking care of ourselves in this time. And I wrote a blog and I was telling people, like, yo, like, don't be productive just to just for show and don't be doing all of these things just so that people can see what you're doing that's not why you should do what you love or what you enjoy you should do it because you enjoy it and because you love it and I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of young people to just be doing stuff because everyone else is doing stuff so yeah it's true it's true because even now I'm still like trying to get out of that mindset oh I need to be doing something I need to be making money on my own like not going no retail job have my own business and it's like for a long time I felt like because I didn't have my own business because I have a lot of mutuals that do it felt like I was I had no talents or like I was just being really lazy but I'm starting to realize now that that's not the case like if I do end up having my own business it's just going to take a lot more time for me to figure it out but for now just do what I'm doing and continue with like my education and everything but yeah I think a lot of things are about timing and because of social media and the pressure I honestly I think it's fake pressure because people will post up like yeah if you're not grinding 20 years you're not you're not doing it right but then same people you don't even know what they're doing behind closed doors and they kind of pick like make out like they're doing the most but you don't really know somebody's life it's just kind of the persona they present so like I've always said it's about timing like some people might not have that courage or that like ambition to start a business or do something they want to do at this current current moment but it will happen maybe two years three years later and because of socials people are so like adamant to start things now and do things now and get money at this age and do anything they can to kind of like fit that mold that they kind of present and I feel like that definitely affects um people's mental as well because they feel like they need to be constantly on the go on the go whereas like lockdown was a perfect time for people to relax and get like get their mind ready like for me personally lockdown was a place where I found kind of found myself and like things I was doing wrong and things I weren't doing right because obviously you're by yourself so you have that time to reflect and a lot of people thought they had to be doing stuff so they did anything they could to try and show this persona and I feel like that's probably like one of the worst things about social is the pressure and it's fake pressure at the end of the day because we don't know what everyone gets along with, gets on with when they're by themselves. So we can't honestly, we can't now think, okay, I see him out every single day, but you don't know what he's doing. Do you get it? So I feel like that's a big problem with um, our generation and like the pressure that social media gives us. I think there's a whole misconception on what grinding is as well, purely because it, can literally just be working on your mental health working on your education and all of that stuff so like if you're 
people feel like if you're not making a steady income or if you're not making seven figures all in one go then you're not doing anything with your life but literally and I got this like people tend to put down their achievements even if it's small things such as writing a business plan or writing down an idea people tend to feel like no like I'm not grinding enough or I'm not pushing myself like to the limit but you need to like take a step back and breathe and like realize that everybody has their limits everyone like there's certain things that you physically just cannot do but people feel like you need to be where social media tells you to be and like you guys rightfully said some people aren't doing anything but like you know they're posting all these quotes that just contradicts their actual behavior but also it actually makes other people feel bad about like what they're doing like I know a lot of posts discourage people who do nine to five as well some people actually just enjoy doing a regular nine to five like there's nothing wrong with doing a nine to five so people just feel like if you're not a billionaire if you don't have multiple streams of income you're not doing anything right over your life but at the same time people need to realize like for example I'll take actors and actresses they don't wake they're not born with a Emmy or an Oscar do you get what I mean there's like a process and not just like learning how to act or writing scripts or whatever it's literally getting themselves ready mentally and physically emotionally so there's a lot of like personal stuff that comes with branding and like running your own businesses or starting your career or whatever you want to do but people just feel like you're not doing anything until you have that income but that's so wrong of people to assume and put down the progress that they've made so yeah yeah very true and again I guess it kind of comes down to like comparison and other people and what other people like um are doing and just kind of I think that what can kind of help for people who do feel insecure is to just kind of focus on yourself like I thought it's easier said than done but um like him and other people were saying just because you know you're not starting a business that may not be for you like you will have other strengths and other things that will come in good time and just kind of not feeling insecure because other people are doing it and you're not but in that time you can just kind of focus on yourself and find your own strengths and kind of play on those a bit more I will say though one thing I've picked up on just over the years of just trying to become more self-conscious and whatnot, working on insecurities is a lot more easier said than done because it's like there's so many factors that um, play a part in knocking you down. Let's say you do wake up and you are in a good mood and you look at yourself and you are currently satisfied. The moment you do open an app, it's like now you're overwhelmed with these things that throw you off people around you are way ahead of you it's hard like it's really hard when you do see people are ahead of you and you feel like you do need to do more and people do say in your own timing again I feel like that's something that's easier said than put into practice um, because you know like the mind I feel like is the most powerful thing in the body and the mind can influence um how like you perceive everything around you if you tell yourself you're worthless even if you're not worthless like you could be the most talented person and the most gorgeous person if your brain is telling you you're worthless and you're not that cute you're gonna somehow believe it the, the mind um works in a 
crazy ways and with social media then feeding you these ideas it doesn't help at all and then secondly I did touch on the beauty industry just for a bit but I've just come to realize how much the beauty industry pushes and thrives on insecurities you'll find pages and like makeup um, brands that will post one or two quotes about loving yourself and whatnot but the reality of the situation is when you look into it more a lot of the advertisements will feature things um, and feature things no feature them saying things um, that are considered um, so they're, they're considered things that aren't desirable that you may think are minor for example before like five 10 years ago maybe when I was in primary school freckles were not a desirable thing like um they then so what would what makeup companies would do is they'd deliberately um push this idea that okay already they see that already people don't find freckles desirable so they'll push product they'll use it as an opportunity to push products that offer full coverage foundation okay then what the beauty industry does is they um and they see like okay a product kind of dying out in popularity they will flip the their ideas and they'll tell you freckles are cute again now they're selling products that make you look like you have freckles i feel like with the beauty industry always changing their mind as to what is attractive and what isn't and then also the media like 10 years ago as far as i was concerned everyone wanted to be as skinny as paris hilton it's only just now everybody wanted a slim waist and a big bum and thick thighs when Kylie Jenner got her surgery. On top of that, speaking of that whole Paris Hilton and Kylie Jenner point, um, I've come to a realisation that unfortunately white women do control the beauty standards. And so whatever they do is kind of what, what determines what's pretty whatever the most famous white influencer is doing is what's going to be determined as the next beauty standard because i'll be honest i don't think you know certain features that i have right now would be as desirable or i feel like there may be things i would be insecure about myself now if kylie jenner didn't do what she did surgically like i feel like if kylie jenner did not plump her lips and she did not get surgery below her waist and increase her hip size i do you think right now I'd probably be insecure about my lip size or probably be insecure about my hip size and whatnot? So with that, like with white influencers dictating what's considered beautiful, beautiful from what they do and the beauty industry and social media. And then on top of that, some people come from toxic households and whatnot, where like they're indirectly told by family members, like um, their aunties and stuff. Oh, you're getting fat. Oh, you look like you gain weight. It's like it's so it's it kind of becomes hard to be secure within yourself and I feel like we do need to find ways for people to truly gain security within themselves if that makes sense I feel like a lot of this we've touched on the fact that a lot of this stuff is easier said than done and I think a lot of things in life are easier said than done um and I think when it comes to insecurities a lot of this stuff like it is self-work and I always like to tell people yo a lot of us know life ain't easy some of these things that we have to deal with and battle with in our minds are difficult um 
but sometimes it really is a thing where you just have like I feel like it's a thing where you have to learn to check yourself in your mind you've got to put boundaries in place so that if it's a thing where you're going on socials constantly and seeing things that are making you feel a certain certain way maybe you need to that's a sign to chill out a second and step back from socials and or not follow certain people um but yeah so hard but I think there's certain things that because like uh Whitney was talking about how like a lot of these the media a lot of things in society are, are against us they don't want to see women thrive and feel secure in themselves and um especially feel secure in themselves when they don't fit a certain mold like they want like to project uh these insecurities even more onto us but because of that 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 one reason I think a lot of the work has to be done from us unfortunately and whether that is us working on ourselves uh personally or whether it's us creating spaces that feel much more safe for us or project um what we would like to see in in media or whether it is challenging all of these media um houses to make sure that they um showcase what is beautiful across all boards i feel like there's so much work but a lot of it does stem from us um unfortunately yeah I think that is a really good point what Lucy was saying especially about kind of boundaries and kind of sometimes you do have to have that conversation with yourself and obviously it's hard but it is our own minds that we're battling with at the end of the day and um like yeah sometimes it does have to be like kind of practical boundaries that you set. I remember there was I think maybe like one or two years ago I had to kind of really check the content that was coming up on Instagram you know like on your explore page and I was getting like a lot of um like influencers and now like I'm calm with seeing that because like Lucia said I kind of had to check myself and I took a break from certain content and then when I came back like I found myself feeling a lot better about it and obviously it is easier said than done but I feel like for our own benefit it has to be done and linking back to what Whitney said about trends is so true like a lot of um the things that cause our insecurity is like you know this grind culture that I think has come across come about quite recently and um a lot of beauty standards that change every 10 years and I think kind of just telling yourself that at the end of the day you are like the only permanent thing in your life you know what I mean like well, these trends are going to come and go social media is going to come and go but at the end of the day like you've just got to love yourself like you can't be changing yourself every 10 years to follow everyone and I think the sooner you kind of like I don't know just kind of accept yourself and um accept that a trend is a trend it will be a lot easier I, I also wanted to add before sorry but um I think it's also important that we're intentional and I was on a walk today and I was listening to something and it was talking about how important being intentional is in everything we do and uh, someone said like how powerful our mind is and there's an inner voice in us sometimes that tells us really negative things and wants us to believe really terrible things about ourselves but sometimes it's about as I said before check yourself and realize that's that's not who I have to be I don't have to allow this 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 power to have control over me um sometimes it's about realizing that you're powerful enough to to fight those things in your head and just really um 
love yourself and feel comfortable about the things that maybe you once were not comfortable with yeah because literally when it comes to the media it's like we grow up watching like tv shows and um movies that don't necessarily depict like who we are so like we learn we end up learning like in our own communities and stuff like what beauty standards are what womanhood looks like what femininity looks like and like it's very difficult to kind of break it down because obviously like the media system is very pervasive and they provide a steady stream of images that define womanhood as connected with the way we dress and the way we appear and like the shapes of our bodies and like our hair like you know like there are some women who were naturally born with like male features but who di- dictates that their features are masculine do you get what I mean it's the media so what we kind of have to do is literally just tackle the monopoly of the media system that allows white men and white women to dictate what we should look like on how we should feel on a regular basis and like Corinne said that we have to take some time back check ourselves and be like you know what no I don't have to look like that I don't have to be like that I just have to be who I am and I have to accept that and like we've all said multiple times it's easier said than done but it literally just comes down to being internally content with ourselves and it's hard but I think from time to time I like to look at it from the perspective of God and the way he kind of like created us because he like it's written that we are made in his image so if we're standing in the mirror every day criticizing ourselves saying oh my gosh like I'm so ugly or I don't like this and I don't like that we are basically saying that God is ugly we don't like him like we don't like what he's created but as we've learned he doesn't make any mistakes so we shouldn't let the media system like beat us down and tell us that this is how it's supposed to be because the media didn't create God. God created the people and the people created the media. So we need to like steady ourselves and realize, listen, I don't belong to this earth. I kind of belong to God. And like, that's just how it is. And he created a beautiful flower. And that's where we are now. I was going to say, related to the whole like, um, the media dictates, etc. I feel like this is where like us regular people need to start taking control. We are fortunate enough to live in an age where like we've been provided with something that can't silence us. Beforehand, in the 2000s, the, the 90s, the 80s, 70s, 50s, whatever, they didn't have access to something that allowed them to be vocal about how they felt about situ- certain situations. They would just look at magazines and articles and those in power would dictate whatever and so they'd look at a magazine and they'd see Britney Spears or they would see Madonna um, looking perfect and you know they'd be like thinking okay that's the beauty standard I feel like this is where we just as people I was watching a video that was talking about making Instagram and social media casual again because you know I remember when Instagram first came about people would just post like their foot and like it it would just be literally absolute rubbish and people would caption it however they want now there's nothing wrong with like posting a nice picture 
but what i do find sometimes and i've literally witnessed it with my own eyes is someone will take a nice picture they will overanalyze it then they'll have the urge to go to face shoot like it's not like they just took a nice picture and they're like oh this is cute let me post it they took a nice picture they overanalyzed it then they took multiple steps to re-edit it and then they posted it and you'll find yourself like before you'd post something like that you took within 10 minutes and then you put it on dump it on instagram now you find people literally prepping and traveling to nice locations to take a picture i mean it's created a job for some people but i feel like um there, there should be like a, a space for just um people to just be themselves because unfortunately i feel like when you do encounter people who are just themselves on social media people do look at them sideways which is unfair but i do feel like you know we should the, I don't know if like, it, there needs to be a movement or what, but there should be something where like, you know, social media just becomes something that's a bit more casual where people can don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about the captions and um, people don't feel like they have to just look at their face for hours because it, it can be damaging. You will look at a photo that's absolutely fine and then you'll just have the urge to delete it, even though there was nothing wrong with it, simply because you felt like it wasn't good enough for Instagram because Instagram has now become such a prestigious platform and now every like also like I feel like it also doesn't help that being an influencer has now become a full-time job not saying that it's bad because it's created great financial opportunities for young people but unfortunately it feeds into an idea that you know a nice face will reward you it's just another form of society telling us that if you're attractive you can make a living out of it, you know. Like first, it was the music industry, for, and then the model industry. Then this, and now you've got social media pushing the same thing. Not saying that your talents can't get you somewhere; they can, but it's also further showing that you know, if you have a nice face, you know, you can um, make an income out of it. And it can it can become a bit frustrating because you will be secure within yourself, but you can develop a little bit of envy knowing that people are making careers out of just having a nice face and then it pushes people to get surgical procedures because not only do you just get better treatment from like society it puts money in your pocket yeah i can agree with whitney i feel like there's like a thin line between the good and the bad of social media um i can put my hands up i used to like really feel pressure about posting on instagram and like this is what i need to look like where and like used to kind of feel like, rah, why didn't why haven't I blown? Am I not pretty enough? Why why is why has this girl got 100k for just posting her face? And I feel like you can kind of get caught into that. And I feel like there's a lot of girls in our generation that that is their main goal to be successful on Instagram. And I can understand it can make you money, but at the same time, you can get very trapped and like very quickly into social media and posting 24 7 some people call it a hobby but like when you make your whole life Instagram and it's not reality and it's not real it's kind of like what are you doing it for because when you turn off the phone or if you delete Instagram are people going to know you do you know what I'm trying to say are people going to know you for you because we have to all understand I think everyone knows that social media is not real it's not reality when you turn off your phone and you look in the mirror like that's a like you're you do you get it so the whole thing about making money through instagram like it's a good thing for people who do it but it can kind of be like for me can i kind of have like a bad effect on other people who aren't that minority because they feel like what are they doing wrong or why am i not there or because it seems so easy to just take pictures 
and get money from it and it's just like it can kind of mess with your mental especially if you are very insecure anyway and you see so and so with so many followers making this amount of money with me and social media it's the way I make money I have two businesses so I make money through socials but I don't let it get to a point where I'm happy enough that I don't have to make money through social media with my face it's rather than my talents which I'm grateful for because I feel that that's more better than people constantly judging you for what you look like and what you post but I don't know I feel like it's a sticky situation because I know a lot of people who really have set out the mind of being an influencer but it's different because it's not like you can put a cv in and become an influencer it's literally off of people if they like your face and I feel like that's too judgmental like it's just too many eyes and like people don't like your face and you get the hate it's a lot of it's a lot of um pressure I'd be like it's a lot of pressure and I feel like it's not really good for us when we're growing up like 17 18 19 like you're growing up and there's just pressure of people comment on your face comment on your looks if you didn't take a picture that they like then there's a problem it's a very um controversial topic I believe yeah I think it's interesting for um like us as women because as young women because obviously yeah to be honest to any like um influences and whatnot like I feel like you know get your bag like do you know what I mean like if someone offered me like a certain amount of money like do you know what I mean? maybe I'd just take the opportunity but yeah I feel like as women it's interesting because a lot of our the standards like you know it's all it, a lot of it is built on patriarchy do you know what I mean like I'm not saying that men don't have insecurities at all because they do and there are also like a lot of like you know systemic things that will cause them to have certain insecurities but I feel like especially as women um a lot of the standards we feel we have to fulfill are very deeply ingrained because we live in such like like do you know what I mean we live in a society like built on patriarchy and a lot of these standards have been put in place by men do you know what I mean like whether that be a hundred years ago or even like in current day do you know what I mean like at the top of all of these um these huge businesses and marketing companies are men and it's kind of like you know if we don't if we don't follow those standards like we're not doing the right thing and I feel like that's why these insecurities can be so hard to break down because I guess you could say one of the causes of them is something that can't be dealt with easily because it's like a whole system put in place to kind of police us and police how we dress and how we look so yeah just kind of to put that out there because I think definitely as women we're kind of just facing a range of things that kind of like pressure us into doing a certain thing so yeah um you made a really good point about it being like um beauty standards or just standards in general being by um being dictated by men another issue I feel like is the fact that everything is run by the male gaze and it's not even just with men even internally women can you know look at themselves through the male gaze you can find yourself subconsciously picking a certain top or wearing your hair in a certain way because you know it's more appealing to guys like one thing I picked up on was when I changed the way I did my makeup and my hair and a certain style I attracted a lot less guys and at first I was very insecure like I, I won't pretend I did grow a bit insecure and I was just like hmm am I not appealing anymore but I kind of grew myself, grew to 
to grew to teach myself that you know what like I should do what I like and if it means attracting less people then it's like it's whatever if I genuinely feel comfortable in it um because I feel like a lot of people like to pretend and put up this front that I do everything for me um I don't care what people think that's just not possible it's not possible human beings we are social creatures we're designed to socialize and be around people so it's okay to care here and there there's nothing wrong with having insecurities I feel like um people are so um they're all like for this whole like body positivity and uh, facial positivity like no I believe in physical validity not every single person is going to be look like Beyonce or is going to look like I don't know who's a gorgeous Kylie Jenner or whatever um not everyone is going to look perfect but everybody's appearance is valid and it shouldn't um lessen their worth or anything and so you know I feel like everyone wants to talk about how you know combat combating this insecurity and that insecurity I feel like it's okay to not like everything about you like there's things about me I know is not perfect but that's what makes me human like I feel like we just need to normalize just looking like a human being like it we're just fed so much uh, photoshopped and edited pictures and so many people have gotten plastic procedures there's people who have gotten plastic procedures and we don't even know because it was just done so well so I just want normal faces to just be more common because you when you go outside in the street most people look regular it's just when you turn on your phone and people sometimes forget like what's in here is not reality the moment you step outside it's different everything is just regular people look regular and I want I wish you know we could just make normal faces regular but I do feel like I do have a theory not a theory but I do believe we are the guinea pig generation of social media and I feel like it's not going to take until our generation is probably gone before there are ways people have figured out how to consume social media in a healthy manner because we are the first ever to ever have this like this to have this much reach to the rest of the world we are the first generation to have this and so I feel like we are still even though it's been like what I think it came out the internet I don't know digital stuff came out I don't know I'd say like social media came like a thing in like the 2010s so we've only had this for like 10 15 years and so we're still trying to work around on how on how to consume it in a healthy manner so it's going to take a long time before you know social media doesn't something doesn't become something that's like our life you know but yeah I feel like it's okay to have some insecurities it's okay to care like that's normal it makes you human um it's okay to feel a bit down when you feel like you know you're not your best that's normal but it's just about how much how much of it are you gonna let it consume you and affect how productive you are um throughout the rest of your life if that makes sense I feel like we really need to fix this for the next generation for the younger generation just purely because there's like a lot of stuff that we have to deal with and then we don't want to like give them the extra baggage that we have to deal with plus the stuff that they're going to grow up with and then the way that technology and stuff is going to evolve and like I don't know about you guys but I remember being in primary school and like I know a lot of my friends have felt this way as well like being in primary school and then just 
like wishing that you were white and stuff like that just because that was kind of like the beauty standard like you had to be white blonde hair blue eyes or anything that was like you know considered pretty so I feel like we need to like work on that and uplift our younger black girls in the next generation yeah because they're the ones who are going to be doing Project Noir when we're gone so yeah, I think yeah, 100%. I think the whole like social media thing, it has played a big part in like comparing yourself to other people. So like say like say I'm just on TikTok and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, then I see like one girl who may like even be the thing is on TikTok, some of the girls and some of the people may even be like average people, but it's just the way that they carry themselves, like the, the makeup they do or whatever, like you're thinking, oh, why don't I look like that? Especially the the black girls that are said to have like Eurocentric features. So like features that aren't deemed black features. So it's like, you look at them and then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, why don't I look like that? I must be ugly or everything like that. So I think that, um, yeah, as Kim was saying, we need to like kind of, get things ready for the next generation after us because I we don't want them to start feeling the same way. I feel like, oh, they have to be a certain size or look a certain way just for people to acknowledge them. To be honest, with what you're saying, like we said before, like it's got it's a trend. Like it's a trend, you know, like with the whole Eurocentric feature thing. Like because only recent like What's the, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was this TikTok of, I think she was a Middle Eastern woman. She was compared to Kylie Jenner um, because, you know, she had the similar, like, facial features. But one thing she pointed out was that, you know, the only reason why that's happening is because the Western society have the, adopted beauty standards that make them look more racially ambiguous and so then it ends up not what's the word it makes it it like the whole like oh you have eurocentric features when i was in primary school my features were not considered as eurocentric as they are now it's just because over time western society has picked up on accepting more ambiguous appearances but to them it's just simply um viewing it as a bit more exotic but in 10 years time whatever's considered beautiful now is going to change because again the beauty industry only makes money of insecurities and once everyone looks or if once everyone starts having thick hips and big lips and a perfect matte face and the perfect head like certain aesthetic they're going to be like okay we're out of a market for that this we're going to change the idea of beauty and then we're gonna sell a product you know like to make money there needs to be insecurities and there needs to be altercations that humans want to make so it's gonna it's gonna change and that's what's the, that's the that's why i feel like being okay with who you are and being the best version of yourself is important because what's considered um attractive um in five ten years time is going to be completely different now anyway I agree with you. I was going to say, um, I feel like loving yourself is not one act and I don't think it's a one-time thing. And I think it's important to remember that it's a journey because, I mean, I thought I was confident in myself and I guess I am kind of, but then I guess like 
things can happen and sometimes you may not feel yourself and you can go through certain things and lose that confidence and I guess just about you know putting yourself back up again and yeah I just think we shouldn't think of loving yourself as just one time thing and that you're going to love yourself and always feel confident all the time because it's not like that um because I feel like this whole like self-love journey is very romanticized and it's very easy for us to say that but of course as we said before there are structures in place that make it very difficult to love yourself you know there are anti-black structures they're very fat phobic structures transphobic structures in place that mean that people can't just easily love themselves you know what I mean so I've got my point but basically I'm just saying that loving yourself is not just a one-time thing yeah it's true it's definitely a process and I think um similar to what Whitney said earlier like you know I guess I'm not saying that we should normalize feeling bad about ourselves but to not be too harsh on ourselves if there are days that we're not feeling um 100 so I think that is really true and like another thing I was thinking about was kind of like within the black community because you've spoken a lot about pressures from outside and kind of um you know like kind of western standards and pressures and I think even within the uh, the black community as black women you know there's a certain ideal of what it means to be a black woman there's definitely a certain like I I'm a huge believer in the fact that there are different standards do you know what I mean like within the black community the beauty standard is very different in terms of like your body and how you look in that sense and I think that um I don't know I just feel like kind of if you don't have a certain body type people like people just assume every black girl should look the same way essentially and I think that that is another thing that we need to combat within our community before even stepping outside of that because you know if you have um black men or black women putting each other down like I just think that that's definitely something that needs to kind of be like sorted as well like working from within that is so true and even when you think about things like texturism and how like certain hair textures within the black community that's perpetuated the whole idea of like good hair and even like for example black body shapes like obviously like you said black women are expected to have very curvaceous figures and if you don't it's kind of like you know you're skinny shamed in a way so that definitely is really true I've definitely seen that yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know if anyone else has clocked, but like of the recent like year or two, I've seen a lot of black on black hate on social media, and it's got like a lot more like present. Like when I go on my TL, especially that whole situation with Dave and how he had white girls with him on holiday, but now he has a black girlfriend, and like that. There's a lot of I, when I go on social, I'm always seeing a lot of. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's because it's like a trend now to hate on black women, but I see a lot of black, especially black males hating on black women. It's kind of like, and a preference of dating as well, if they should date a black woman, if you're black, like, but like, I see a lot of that of the recent years. And I feel like I'm confused why, because we always talk about, for example, Black Lives Matter, how it was, um, uh, a situation where black people came together but I always find it strange when I see black males for example saying oh I'm never going to date a black girl they're too rowdy they're too this like there's a there's a like a fixed thing that they see of black women and I always find it strange and like why that has now become something we should continuously talk about and debate because especially as well cultures I see that on Twitter all the time Caribbeans versus Africans like why is that a constant debate that we have yet at the same time we scream Black Lives Matter but we're never united and I feel like that's another thing that I will definitely definitely put into my kids when I'm older that that is not something that you should um, think is acceptable in society because 
why have we now decided rather than joining each other and becoming one united um, minority to the white people, why are we now breaking us up apart and like, I guess, um, finding the insecurities within ourselves and making them the, the problem? I don't know. I just feel like it's a very, for me, it's confusing. I don't get it and I don't really support it at all. You yeah. touched on something really important um, with the whole, you know, black people bring each other down. And I want to talk about how, you know, the animosity between black women and black men plays a part in how black women's insecurities. The way human beings work is, um, it's like, there's like a, a tier in society, like, a, like a, a hierarchy, like a, not necessarily like a royal, but just an imaginary hierarchy. And it's like, okay, you kind of have, there has to be someone you suppress to feel like you are above or better. And I feel like in the black community that are, you know, you have the whole light skin, dark skin debate, then you have like, you know, just, just anti-blackness coming from all ends within the community and I feel like for me that's played a part in also my insecurities as well at one point I did not want to even have any romantic attraction towards black men because at one point I thought they disliked me or distaste like had a distaste towards me especially when there was that period where a lot of black musicians were being outed for like their colorist statements towards black women um and like it's one thing to have like people from the outside tell me I'm not beautiful but then when you're told within your own community that you're not attractive I feel like it can also play a part into making you even more insecure because you now feel like um a complete outsider to even those within your circle which I don't think is helpful at all because I've like Darim was saying, um, we should do what we can to help one another progress. Everyone on the outside deems us unattractive and unappealing. Well, just generally speaking, if we're talking about in terms of like society standards, we should be working to uplift one another. But it just doesn't help when you have, like Darim said, like um, so much contradictory behavior. Like sometimes it does feel like it's for show the whole, you know, some like sometimes when I do see um influencers show praise to um black women and their beauty sometimes I question it not because I want to be like a hater but it's like are you guys doing this because you genuinely find us appealing or are you doing this because it's a fetish or it's a trend like I don't want I don't want black women to be a trend right now because it's great seeing like the push for um uh, it's great seeing the push for black women and people acknowledging that we are also appealing in our own right but what I don't want for it is to be a trend like how Black Lives Matter Black, black Lives Matter was a trend and it's kind of just been swept under the rug by a lot of people same with like our beauty I don't want it to be swept under the rug I don't want to then five ten years later to be insecure about myself again because I'm no longer deemed as beautiful that's what I don't want and I feel like Jovene touched on an important point like we need to stop pushing so much anti-blackness amongst us even like when back in the day when those there was those dumb YouTube videos like um light-skinned girls or dark-skinned girls like what was that like it was just pushing more insecurities about people's complexion and it's just like we already have to deal with enough on the outside now you're creating issues on the inside and it's just it's a whole mess and people are, and you expect people to be 
secure within ourselves and what even makes me frustrates me even more is sometimes when we as black women express these insecurities we're also turned around with backhanded comments like um well what about what I go through as a black man I'm not trying to invalidate what you go through I know you go through um racial prejudice as well but like can we I just want to bring up my issues I feel like society like I, I was watching videos about like the adultification of black women and black women are always just kind of expected to put up with it all like that whole I'm sick of that whole like strong black woman narrative I go through things I have insecurities there are days when I'm just not happy with myself and I can't deal with it and I just wish society whether it's society outside or within our community would acknowledge and realize that and would and let me voice my frustrations and my insecurities without them being invalidated. Um, you know, I really enjoy solutions. I, I'm I'm really interested to know what you guys think. Like, how do we bridge that gap uh, between in our community and between black men and black women? Because there is a division. I think the white man did a very good job with divide and conquer, and we've learned very well from that. And um unfortunately and we are very divided when when it comes to uh where we're from and when it comes to our gender also um we're just we're just very divided and I think unity is is one weapon that um we don't have to fight what we need to fight so how do we make this better and have more love towards each other because there is so much yeah there's just so much frustration between the both of us yeah what do you guys think that's hard because reversing um things that have been implemented for like we're not even just talking a couple years we're talking generations we're talking from like the beginning of colonization like this is stuff that's instilled into it's like a curse amongst black people and even when we do find people trying to um progress there's always those bad seeds that always bring us back but i feel like we do need to have more open like it's hard it's it's hard but we need to continuously have conversations amongst one another another about the insecurities we face and not obviously a civil manner because if we don't like the mistake we'll be making I feel like the mistake the black community makes is both ends do a lot to express their frustration but I feel like there's not enough of trying to understand where the other one is coming from I feel like I feel like sometimes when you see conversations especially like on Twitter you see one side giving valid reasons as to why they're frustrated with one side but there's no one trying to understand one another it's just it's kind of just everyone spewing their frustration um which you know it's understandable why one is upset with the other but we're not going to get anywhere if we're having conversations with each other like that and then one side is trying to invalidate um why they are feeling this type of way about this sort of thing you know it's it's hard because we're dealing with centuries of you know being told by another community that you are worthless so it's gonna be easier said than done yeah I think that's true and I think it's hard because it's like obviously I guess like a solution would be to have open like discussions and conversations but you know I've seen it on Twitter like when there is a conversation people may be shut down about it or mocked for having like 
for talking about it and kind of like invalidating people's experiences so I think it's definitely hard and I feel like one thing is kind of I guess choosing which conversations and in what manner um like which ones you engage engage with in a sense so you know I get I feel like sometimes it can become like a kind of back and forth type thing where like you know people are cussing each other like oh you know if a black man says something about women and then a, a, a lady says something about all black men I just feel like the manner in which you kind of combat and have these conversations is very important and I feel like it's interesting because for, for example like with the and I'm not to say that these problems don't exist in real life because they do do you know what I mean they do 100% but for example with like the diaspora wars like in real life like like Caribbean and, and African people get along so well but on social media people wanna, and I feel like that's another thing like with black black men and black women I'm not saying that you know like there isn't that tension in real life because there is and there are some horrible people but all in all I guess it's about remembering that aside from social media like you know there are people like we do kind of get along I don't know because I'm not trying to obviously invalidate anyone's experiences but I just kind of think sometimes being careful with the conversations you engage with and trying not to let social media completely cloud your view of people because that could kind of be counterproductive do you know what I mean so yeah I definitely think these conversations though I I don't know because I feel like with social media it's quite hard to have these conversations because it's like with things like Clubhouse for example I don't really use Clubhouse but from what I've seen it doesn't really seem like the conversations are very productive because it just kind of seems like people just trying to get their points across and aren't really necessarily having the discussion or kind of like the listening to understand other than just to respond so I feel like it also depends on where you're going to have these conversations but I think another big thing would also be to just read and like look up the work of people who are explaining these things like for example of colorism like I think putting it on dark-skinned women for example to explain what colorism is especially to educate you I think a lot of the time it's about just doing your research and actually being intentional about what you want to understand and actually reading up on the work because they're black women and black men and black people who are doing the work and who are putting out blog posts articles videos on youtube podcast episodes with this stuff like it's not a matter of expecting people to always like educate you on these things i've heard that a lot of people would say you know what educate me educate me but it's just like the stuff is out there um yeah and i think also just being mindful of how we are approaching these conversations because yeah i like i said i don't really know if, if twitter and clubhouse are the best places to have them but they can still be had but i just think offline will be better so yeah um yeah I was about to say like when you said like offline would be better I was about to like bring that up I feel like social media has ruined the way we communicate yes it's allowed us to reach out to more people but you know when you're behind a screen there is that level of consciousness I feel like that goes out the window because one you know you're not the person's not in front of your face so you know you can say whatever you want and you're not gonna um not even they're going to hurt you. You're not going to see the pain in their eyes when you tell them something hurtful. You're not going to see how they feel. So it becomes a lot more easier for you to say a lot of reckless things. So I do agree when you say like, it's it should be important that we have these conversations in real life. And I also feel like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I understand social media is like an open platform for anyone, but I do feel like we, we, some human beings, I feel like we sometimes give our attention to the wrong things. And I feel like sometimes we give too much attention and too much time to those who are not, who are not educated enough and just do not have or um, are knowledgeable on certain things and should, and we just, we allow ourselves to listen to people who I don't feel like qualified to even speak on certain 
things if that makes sense like for example colorism sometimes i'll go into a clubhouse or they'll be like back when people were using yubo or yubo live or i'll watch a youtube video and someone is trying to talk about colorism um and they're trying to debunk certain things and it's like it's clear that you're not mentally equipped to talk about these things and i do feel like we should start not monitoring but when someone who's clearly not qualified to talk about a certain issue um if we want to see progression we need to be like hey i don't think you're really equipped to talk about this um i feel like people in different panels or whatnot the people who are acting as the voices should be people who actually know what they're talking about if that makes sense yeah I think that's a good point I think definitely the manner that these conversations are held is like a big thing um because yeah like a lot of the time they can just get out of hand and end up being very counterproductive um so yeah but then again it's like um how are these things supposed to be monitored like how do you know what I mean because I guess then it comes down to like policing who's talking about certain things and in what manner and it can get a bit tricky but yeah I just think definitely like Sophie said educating yourself and just you know arguing over something isn't gonna help like you know what I mean there's a difference between discussing something with like a clear intention and just arguing and insulting people um so yeah I think it's also important to understand that some of these topics aren't just trendy topics to discuss and they're not like light-hearted topics that just everyone and anyone should speak on anyhow um like they're actually serious topics and they need to be treated with care and I think more people need to understand that um because these are people's realities so yeah yeah I really feel like um there's a lot of arrogant people on social media that because they have their one opinion, someone else can't have a different opinion and it can't differ. That's why there's a lot of like, well, there's always people arguing on the TL because one person believes life should be this way or one person believes life should be that way. For example, I had a conversation with a boy and he told me that there's no way he could marry a Caribbean because that's just his opinion. And it's just like me being Jamaican and me hearing that and you being a black boy as well, it makes me feel like, that's just arrogance. That's that. That's that's all that is. It's not an opinion. It's not a fact. Because what is your reason for not dating an, a black woman from a different culture? And it's just like when you're, you can tell the uneducated from the educated, a hundred percent. Because there are some people that will tweet the most out of pocket things, and you're just thinking, how did you even get to this statement or this opinion? And it's just like you don't want to open your eyes and learn about other people and what other people are going through but are so quick to judge other people's opinions but it just doesn't make any sense because people people like people are all different like and if you are too arrogant enough to accept that then that is your own fault in yourself rather than pushing your I feel like a lot of people push their faults onto other people on social media because they are again insecure about their situation and themselves as a whole and like that's a big thing that I feel like needs to change at the same time and it's kind of like how would it change because people are very adamant with their opinions and this is how I feel because there's an argument this is how I feel so this is what's right but at the same time is if your opinion isn't educated if you're not an educated person to then speak on that topic your opinion may not be as right as you as you think so 
Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think you made an interesting point, like you mentioned how um, a lot of these people could be kind of like taking out their insecurities on others. And I think that is really like important because I feel like, yeah, in so many cases that, like, you know, bullying, like people always say, you know, bullies may have that probably have their own insecurities and I feel like that kind of comes down as well to channeling if you have an insecurity link back to what Lucia said at the start I guess this is where you do need to kind of like um like, I don't know just intentionally kind of try to channel it in, in just a different way like heal and kind of like progress but don't take that take that out on other people and try and put other people down because you have this inner insecurity yourself so yeah it's definitely important to channel it in like the correct manner if that makes sense I think we should also in these kind of discussions it's important to have like emotions and stuff and like share like your own experiences but I think we shouldn't let too much of our emotions cloud our judgment because I know like people will start off calm and then on the timeline they're just spewing words of anger and then it just all gets mixed up and it's not a productive conversation so I feel like sometimes people's emotions cloud their judgment and then like um Sophie said that it just becomes listening to respond rather than listening to understand and then what started off as a productive conversation goes off on a tangent and now everybody's just screaming hateful words at each other and calling each other's features out and just like goes south basically so it's important to have emotions but control our emotions and kind of just like realize that this is a sensitive topic this is stuff that we go through and it's not just our own community this is like what almost every other community thinks of us so it hurts hearing it from other communities but when you least expect it from your own but then you have to hold the burden of hearing it from your own community and then it just all gets heavy and you're carrying all this weight on your shoulders plus like general stuff that general humans go through and then it's just all piled up and yeah people basically were all just like ticking time bombs and then we just have to learn how to like control our emotions and make it more productive for everyone to move forward in the future and majority of this stuff like as we've learned hate is taught you're not born with it you know like insecurities you're not born with them they kind of just like come up or they're taught or they're instilled so like I said it's all about changing our mindset and then teaching the younger generation of course gonna be a few bad apples but you know <clears throat> as time progresses hopefully hopefully we'll get to a better place and we can talk about the evolution of black people in history rather than our, you know, spiral. Stemming from what Kim's saying, I wanted to ask the question, even though, like, there's a lot of people out here who will come for your insecurities or features that you may not like, do you think that as you've gone older, you've been able to, like, get rid of some insecurities or are they still there just not forefront I think it's a thing of like once you realize that um you're made for like you're made like spiritually and um, beautifully like you're made for yourself I feel like once you're content with who you are inside and out 
them insecurities slowly start to fade. Like, I'll be real, I have insecurities, but growing up, I used to think uh, my lips were too big because when I was in primary school, that's what everyone used to tell me. Like, I had big lips, ta-ta-ta-ta. And then as I grew up, I used to, I now love my lips. I think it's one of my favourite features on my face. And I feel like, I always say it's like content. Once you're content with yourself, nobody can ever tell you something that will change your opinion. If somebody tells me they don't like my face or how I dress, I couldn't care. Like, once you have become... It doesn't even have to be confident to other people. Once you're confident within yourself and you love yourself and you know you and no one can ever question that, I feel like that's when you can become whole as one, I feel like. And we all obviously have insecurities. I also have more insecurities. Like I think my insecurities have got worse as I've grown up. I think that's just because of social media. But now I'm content. I... I just, I kind of just um, let the insecurities fly over my head, really. Like, I don't really let them get to the point where it makes me depressed or I, it ruins my mental because we can't change. And unless you're going to do surgery, you can't change what you look like. And you were made that way for a certain reason. So is there a point of beating yourself up about your nose or how thin your eyebrows are, like, at the end of the day that's not what life is about life is about life and fulfilling your purpose and learning new things and having experiences yeah your looks can counter a few things but is that what you're going to base your entire life upon that's how I kind of see it it might be harsh but yeah um I was just thinking what was I because I said earlier like I'm not really felt like extremely like insecure about things but now I've remembered something when I was younger I used to be really insecure about my stretch marks and like I used to feel really bad about myself about it. and even from like from like primary school because that's when I started to see them and yeah it just didn't make me feel good but we've talked a lot about how damaging social media can be and definitely that is the case but uh, I did realise that as I got older and I came on social media a lot more and I used to see some of the positivity that people would say about stretch marks, like they got tiger stripes and all of them things there. Like, like I really love my stretch marks now. Like, it just, it's one of my favourite things about myself. So, yeah, that's one thing for me. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say Okay, I'm oh, sorry about that. Um, I had to just leave for a second, but I was going to say that for me, it took a lot of just reversing things that I had instilled in my head. Um, because beforehand, I was, there was like, there was, I did have a, like a short period where I was excessively obsessive with my looks. I was excessively obsessive with social media. I was constantly, it was even, not even just my own face, the way my Instagram feed looked, how frequently I was posting and how amazing the content looked. But it took a couple of realizations. I feel like these are, I feel like these are things that would be helpful for like just the gen, any other person. One, I feel like 
people should start putting more value on other aspects about themselves like how smart they may be or how talented they may be in something else when you put a lot of focus um and start perfecting a craft of yours those insecurities you may have on your appearance they have less value because it's like okay yes maybe i'm not the prettiest in the world but i have so many other um factors about me that um can be considered great contributions to society my looks shouldn't you know it shouldn't you shouldn't allow it to um overthrow all your um other um great aspects and elements by yourself another thing is also coming to the realization like i said before another person's um attractiveness doesn't invalidate mine you know we are all attractive in our own ways and one person could like there is always going to be someone even if you are the quote-unquote perfect face um there is someone who is going to find you unattractive whether you like it or not um there's going to be someone who thinks you're the most gorgeous person in the world and it's going to be something that find someone finds you unattractive depending on like the some of the things they may like or what they may dislike and I also found like as I've gotten older and older and older the people around me like their values on what they want in someone or like what they may consider a great person it, it, it kind of matured maybe when I was like in my earlier years of high school you know people would care about things like how pretty a person's face is or whatnot or how handsome or whatever or whatever and then as like for oh for example primary school your popularity was determined on how fast you were then early years of high school it's determined on how attractive you are but then as time goes on like we grew we evolved and we realized there's so much more to life and obviously again like you're gonna you're bound to be insecure about some things but once you I don't know this I don't know if this may work for everyone but one thing that's worked for me is kind of minimalizing my issues I kind of see like whenever I have like a a, a a moment where a crisis where I'm just super down about my face I kind of look at things in the long run and I look at the scale of things and I realize you know what I'm just yes my life is important but also at the same time my life is just one speck of dust in a massive universe you know going outside with my hair not looking great one day it's not it's not gonna matter like yes maybe for for now maybe some people may prod and poke at it and may say this is not cute or you look like a mess here but down the line it's it's not gonna matter I feel like with a human beings we make the mistake of not putting priorities on the right things we're too busy prioritizing on how we look not saying that you can't make sure you you look put together but i feel like there's too much of an emphasis on that that it kind of overshadows other great qualities about yourself whether it's your intelligence or your creativity or whatever you have to offer quick one before someone goes i just wanted to say something because whitney said something and it was like facts um like it's so important to know that you are more than your appearance and I think that's also something that has helped me uh now that you've said that like I know I'm a great person like I know I have amazing qualities and I think once you're completely comfortable with that and you start to learn yourself and uh see all these great qualities in yourself that is what's going to make you you like my face doesn't isn't all of me there's more to me than that um and I think we need to put more emphasis on that and I think a lot of people um 
because Whitney was talking about like some there might be people a person who finds you unattractive there might there, there's also going to be a person who's going to find you so beautiful and I think we attach beauty to like we're so obsessed with numbers like we attach beauty to the masses like it has to be that there's a large amount of people seeing me as a certain way for me to be beautiful yeah and I, I and I think the the most important person that and the only person that needs to see you as beautiful is you so I think you need to really accept that but again it's a process I feel like I have like loads of insecurities I have um a long way to go but I think one of my biggest insecurities is how and this is more of an internal thing I think it's just like how smart I am and how well I do um education wise and like just in general and like how much I know and like my knowledge and stuff so I feel like that also stems from sometimes just being told not being told by my parents like I'm proud of you or not being told by my parents like like well done do you get I me mean? because I remember I had an A-level exam for sociology and this was I think it was in September and I got my results back and and I think I got a B and I remember I remember I was like so excited because you know we were like in lockdown and everything was just like a mess and I didn't expect to get a B in sociology and then I came home and I my um A-level grades that I need to get in junior are like AAA and I came home and I was like guys like I got a B in sociology and I was like to my dad I got a B and he was like yeah but that's not good enough and I was like okay but I got a B so I remember my sister had the conversation she was like dad did you just come and tell her that her grades are not good enough like that's like a really good grade for everything that's happened throughout lockdown like to get a B is amazing he was like yeah but she needs an A so why is she not getting the A so I remember I had my new mocks in December the most recent one and I was in my sociology exam no word of a lie it's a two-hour exam I spent the first 15 minutes of that exam crying because I was proper stressed out and I was so stressed out because I was like oh my gosh like what happens if you're going to fail like you're not going to get the grades you're not going to get AA and that's the constant things that were going through my mind in the middle of the exam head down on the table couldn't breathe properly and I was just like having a panic attack about how like what if I don't get these grades like what's going to happen do you know what I mean like and then I ended up still I ended up calming myself down in the exam made sure I answered every question even though my like I went completely blank but I answered every question I still got a B but then I felt like when I got my B I still I was mad at myself again because I was like oh my gosh you're so weak like why did you break down like you could have had me stars on and you had an A in that exam and then you would have like secured at least like a good grade to like to your use because like you know they would be like oh my gosh like she's got two A's and you get me and I started panicking I was like you know like you shouldn't have panicked like you shouldn't have panicked and I started panicking about the fact that I shouldn't have panicked and then it's just kind of like something that I have to work on about not being so insecure about like my abilities especially education wise and yeah but 
things that I actually used to be insecure about were my eyes because I have pretty big eyes and people used to point that out but I think they're now my favourite feature so yeah we love to see it. your eyes are beautiful girl yeah honestly I think it I think you also like touched on the fact the like expectations of a black woman in society and I don't think like I feel like this is the reason why black men sometimes have this view on women as are oh, your this type of way you're loud or that but I don't think they really understand the expectations of a woman at all but a black woman in society there are so many standards that you must reach so many um so many things that they tell you you need to look like this you need to do that to get this type of job like even through education there's racism everywhere we know this in the world so as you go through your life as a black woman you're always tested by white white men white women because they feel like you don't fit the mold that they've created and like as as um, a black woman you can be considered as weak if you don't do so and so and this and that and I feel like people don't understand like the expectations I feel like for me I feel a lot of pressure being a black woman um in this society like that's probably the, th- the thing I feel like the most pressure on. I have to be a certain way to fulfill other people's needs. And it's sad as well, because I don't really feel like these expectation- expectations will go because we've just been molded to think a certain way. And majority, if we're going to be real, majority of the people um, that view us are going to be white people because they're the kind of people who are the leaders of, of the world we live in. So I feel like, like you said about your education you have this pressure to constantly try and do well to fit other people's needs like because you didn't get the b you're you're sorry because you didn't get the a your dad said you need to get you need to get you need to get the a and it's kind of like we are doing things for other people rather than um, rather than ourselves and i thought that that's probably one of the most irritating things about society for me is that we always have to fulfill others rather than fulfilling ourselves because that b could have fulfilled you and that could have made you feel satisfied. Where, where, whereas, like education, you can't get into a certain university you want because you don't get an A. And I feel like that expectation there is probably the reason why some people like lack the motivation because they're thinking, "I can't reach that goal people want me to reach." So, is there a point? So, yeah. I was going like, oh, black women. Sorry, quickly. Black women are always catering to the rest of society's needs and we give them so much we give them we're basically the blueprint we give them our creativity we give them our time our energy and in return all we get is words of hate and being stomped on continuously and not even just by the outsiders in our community but people within our own community so yeah it's a tough life we live. Um, I was about to say, black women are held to an unbearably unobtainable standard. And the fact that there are even women, black women who are able to kind of reach that point is amazing. And that's why we feel like black women should know that you're enough because any society has already passed to a standard that's very hard to reach. You're expected to be deemed as beautiful, to have Eurocentric features that may not be as genetically common among us, you're more favoured if you're lighter skin. On top of that, you're only respected if you speak in a way, which is really biased towards people who may have been grown, grown up in a more urban environment, which may affect the way they sound. 
on top of that to be respected you're expected to be extremely educated not just educated five times smarter than your contemporaries with another race and then on top of that you're expected to be able to be more classy otherwise you're like the other black girls you're ratchet you're this you're that like black women were already put on like and we're already expected to be above and beyond um so it's like that's why i want black women to just know like don't worry you are doing enough society is already very unfair and hard on us and i feel like building and breaking away from your insecurities is a step-by-step process it's something that happens slowly you work on small things i feel like sometimes someone like it was pointed out earlier on um where social media feels like you need to succeed in a rush because of grind culture I feel like the same is just applicable to just everything when it pertains to your appearance and how you're doing financially and whatnot. Um, I feel like sometimes we like, you just, I feel like people should just know as long as if you are taking your time and you're just slowly just fixing small elements about yourself slowly. I feel like once by the time you reach your goal, it'll, you'll probably be more fulfilled because, you know, you took your time um, to, you know, not necessarily like fix every insecurity because that's just not possible and I don't feel like you have to fix every insecurity but you've taken your time to be content and accepting of things and you'll even be able to fix some things and yeah like anyway like that's like as I was saying like with black women there's we have um uh, there are just really unfair expectations placed upon us um for society to respect us um one example I will use is like the music industry. Look at what it t- took for Beyonce to be respected in comparison to her contemporaries like Taylor Swift and uh, Selena Gomez. I'm not being like, this isn't to, you know, belittle their success, but you, you can see just even something as simple as like the music, not simple, but just something like the music industry is a prime example where black women were expected to go above and beyond anyway. So combating our insecurities already becomes harder. So that's why I just want black women to know like you're doing enough because it's already hard as it is. Yeah, it almost feels like black women have been put on a pedestal that almost every other race can reach but black women. Mm. Yeah, because I was going to say that because um, I keep seeing this thing saying how like it's not that us as black women are unprofessional or we're too loud or we're ugly we're just black so like that's already a barrier against our like success and to also um like stem from what Kim was talking about about her dad and like the whole grace thing I do think that our parents have a big part in like our insecurities like even if they may be like joking around about something like even for me I'll take that in and then I'll start overthinking it but maybe that's just me being an overthinker but yeah I'll start overthinking it and like being like raw like maybe this is something I need to change or whatever or like there's just so there's just so many things that my parents will point out that I'll like they'll instantly become an insecurity even if they like didn't mean it in that way it just happens so yeah i do feel like it's important like it's basically our job the next generation to ensure that we um um instill ideas that ensure our children go outside knowing they are enough i feel like sometimes 
our parents will be unintentionally negligent because you know um, black households they're very focused on you know academic things they may neglect everything else like they neglect your social life and mental health blah 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 and so they forget to remember that you know there's other insecurities will will have I feel like it's the job of the next generation us to make sure to be more mindful of those things so that our kids don't have as many insecurities as we are because we've seen the progression like I was watching a video that was talking about the development of beauty standards or whatnot and there was a black girl she was talking about how you know when her mum was um, a teenager having an arse and big lips and looking and being tanned was very undesirable and so she's talking about and she was talking about how now like that she feels very secure about those things because you know she's now living in a generation where that's accepted and her mum taught her you know those things are okay and I feel like that's the job of us as well to instill certain things in the next generation so that they're not insecure about things we're insecure about now yeah 100% that is really important I think we definitely do have a duty to kind of do that so do we feel like the representation of black women in the music industry plays a part on some of our insecurities 100% not just the beauty industry I mean not just the music industry but the entertainment industry in general the problem I have is that I do not feel like all black women are accepted there is a certain standard and there's a certain appearance they will only take in I believe that the entertainment industry does nothing but hypersexualize black women. And if you do not fit that yes. box, it will not take you in. If you are not that slim, thick, like relatively light black woman who likes to sexualize herself again, not saying that because there are black women who do this voluntarily and who want to do this, like make the study, which is fine. My issue is that the fact that that's the only one type of black women they take in and it neglects the fact that there are when black women come in all different shapes and form and they like different things and you find um issues where for example when it comes to awarding ceremonies in the music industry they're just putting all the black women in urban categories and neglecting alternative black women or black women who are punk or rock or indie or whatever like it's just so then on top of that, when you, for example, me as a black girl who likes different aesthetics, I feel like I'm not allowed to be involved because the only thing that's considered desirable in a black woman is the whole slim, thick, IG, bad B look, which I don't think is fair. Yeah, to, um, to add on what Whitney was saying, I, me myself, I also feel like there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way because personally, I think I don't, look my age or I feel like I don't look the way I should should look but um because it's like even the other day I was talking about how like oh like the girls I'm going uni with they all look really pretty blah blah, blah and all, like all that but like I have friends that keep reminding me like it's it when it's your time it's your time like you don't need to now come and rush what you look like you'll glow up and rush everything like just take your time and it will come to you but it's again it's like easier to just say that to actually go through with it and like I do have to keep reminding myself all the time because like I feel like especially with again my parents being very protective of me and me not 
me feeling like I haven't had the same like teenage like experience as the rest of my friends I feel like I've been set back a bit so the insecurities just jump out even more and it's like when like when is it my time when am I gonna look this certain way but yeah I still need to learn how to like live with what I look like now and eventually I'll, I'll learn skills and do makeup and all that but yeah, this, for now. This. <laughs> so you are beautiful. Believe it. Take it in. Recognize it. Um, the people you're trying to tell her, but she won't listen to me. Are as beautiful Thanks. as you. Um, and there's nothing you need to learn to become beautiful. You're already at that stage. Listen, I've never worn makeup in my life. I believe I am beautiful. And nothing will change that. I just don't like the female makeup on my face. So I just don't want to make, wear makeup. And I feel you on this thing of, like, am I that beautiful? Because everyone's looking like this and I'm not, like, on at that stage right yet. Like, But you just got to do what feels best for you and not, as your friends are probably saying, don't rush it because you've got to do what feels right for you. I could rush it and be like yo let me just join this whole makeup thing buy everything I need and put it on my face to look to look good but I am good without that I am beautiful without that and I really want you to understand that because there's nothing that anyone can give you that is gonna change that you could end up starting to wear makeup and still feel the ways you feel right now you know what I mean that's some internal work there's nothing external that will feed your soul to make you feel better about yourself so you've got to do that for yourself yeah make up your insides before you make up your outside hundred hundred and as we've all said it's not an easy journey nothing in this life is easy but it just takes you saying to yourself in the mirror, once a day, I am beautiful. Keep telling yourself. I've got bare post-it notes on this wall right here like with positive affirmations that I say to myself that make me feel good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And yes, sometimes I feel like shit at times, but then I'm reminded, yo, I was beautifully and wonderfully made. And... Everything about me is amazing. Forget about the outside stuff. What, what is inside and what you see in the mirror, that's beautiful. So, yeah, please take that in because you are. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening. It's now time for introductions. So please follow any pages and support any businesses that are mentioned. Thank you. Um, so my name is Corinne and I'm currently at Uni of Birmingham with Prince um, oh. and yeah I don't have any businesses I'm just a student so yeah but it's really nice catching up with you guys. Uh, Corinne what about your Twitter? <laughs> Wait, so, oh, um. <laughs> you, have, you have a Twitter page that needs shouting out. Is it you think? Should we get to have you a shout out? Oh okay well <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll drop it in the chat. Don't watch the name, but thank you for that. It's just, I just waffle a lot, but I would actually love to have you guys on Twitter because, yeah, so thanks, y'all. Should I go next? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, my name is Kiara and I'm currently studying A-levels at Newman Sixth Form in Luton. Um, my name's Javine. Some people, oh, can I even speak? <laughs> my name's Javine. Some people call me JP. Um, I currently study at Sixth Form College. Um, I got two businesses. I'm a local makeup artist um, in Luton, J Cosmetique, and I have a clothing brand called The Goat Clothing that I started this year, last year. So yeah, that's what I'm about. Um, my name's Whitney Duke. Um, online, I'm a more dealer of most social media platforms. Right now, I have nothing to plug like everyone else. Um, I've currently basically just quit everything, but I, not for no reason, I will be pursuing music. Uh, if you guys, it will eventually follow through. If you guys want to check out that at some point, I'm on Instagram mainly, I'm more dealer. And more as in the French spelling and D as in D-E-L-I-A. Um, when I put out music, I want to um, put out a sound that's heavily 2000s influenced. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Um, my name is Kim. I'm currently studying at Human Sixth Form, studying sociology, law and accounting. And... I don't have a business to promote or anything like that, but I'm gonna. I'm looking to pursue acting, TV and film, screenwriting, directing and producing. So, yeah, catch you guys at the Oscars. And um, in my spare time, I like to write poetry. I like to write scripts. I like to paint. Yeah, so. That's about it for me. Um, hi, I'm Sophie. I'm 19, currently at University of Warwick, studying politics and sociology. Um, I'm a writer, so I have a blog where I discuss social topics. And I'm also the founder of the Collab Network, which is an online platform dedicated to empowering the stories of creative people. Um, and I also have a podcast with Lucia, where we talk about a range of different topics, um, like what we discussed today. So, yeah. Hi guys, I'm Lucia. Uh, I'm the founder of a social enterprise called Simplest Talks. Our aim is to inspire, empower, showcase talent and tell powerful stories. Um, I do that. I'm also the co-host of the Get Real With pod, as Sophie said. What else do I do? Yeah, that's about it for now. But yeah, that's what I do. I put my socials in the thing, so... I sorry, I just realised that when <laughs> when Prince mentioned my Twitter, I don't know if he was talking about. Wait, Prince, are you here? I'm still here. Yeah. Were you talking about my other account? <laughs> yes, I was talking about your other account. <laughs> I left it. It was calm. <laughs> Guys, um, <laughs> so I have like a Christian motivational account. Um, so if any of you are Christian or on, you know, a journey of your faith, I kind of just post like motivational tweets and keep it transparent, keep it real. So I'll drop that in the chat and you guys can follow that. So yeah. Oh gosh.